so it's not about the reality necessarily of how many things you have to do and I think both of those things can fluctuate Hi and welcome to episode 201 of Art Juice. This is honest, generous and humorous conversations to feed your creative soul and get you thinking with me, Louise Fletcher. And me, Alice Sheridan. And this week we have a main topic which I suggested because I feel like it's my weakness and Alice's strength at the moment, which is the idea of feeling overwhelmed. So we're going to get to that as our main topic, and I'm sure Alice is going to solve everyone's problems, and we're all not going to feel, we're all going to feel as calm as she does by the end of this episode. But before then, tell us about your week, which you told me before we started recording that you can't remember. So this could I can't be- remember. I had to check last time we spoke what's happened in between because um, I feel like my memory is like a sieve at the moment. Yeah, all the days just seem to fly by with not enough hours, days or minutes in them, don't they? Um, But I've had a lovely time this week. So um, Joe McCarthy, Joe at Ferrain on Instagram, works with me in the membership as well as doing um, uh, obviously her own business. And we had an event to go to on Thursday. So she came up to London and we spent the day together on Wednesday. She came to the studio and I said to my husband, we are going to be working sort of kind of. And we we had one of those days like we didn't have an agenda. I'd sort of written down some ideas of what I wanted to talk about. But she just arrived. We chatted. We went to the studio. We had lunch. We talked about our work. We talked about what feels good. We f- talked about what's working for each of us. It wasn't a she was coming to work on the, you know, it was just time to talk really mm-hmm. beyond Zoom screen. So after we'd got over the first 20 minutes of prodding each other and saying, oh, look, you exist in real 3D, mm-hmm. um, it was just lovely. And then at one point we said, okay, we should get the computers out and do some proper work, like with only an hour and a half to go. And sort of realized that we'd kind of covered everything that we wanted to talk about. <laughs> it was just lovely. It was very natural and relaxed and didn't feel at all worky and yet sometimes when things don't feel at all worky I think is when most of the important work gets done that's what I want to say about that and it's still kind of settling and then we had an event yesterday which um, I invited Helen Perry to come to as well some of you might know her from the Just Bloody Post-It podcast just because I thought it would be fun for three of us to go and it was supposed to be about kind of writing and your writing style and some of it was and some of it veered off a little bit but again you know the good part was seeing somebody in real life the talk that we had all together afterwards in the pub there was a pub involved. There was a real pint in a real pub. I cannot <laughs> tell you the last time that happened. I mean, years ago. So it was it was really good. But I, I, I'm a little bit in that stage where my brain is kind of like fizzing, fizzing with good things and fizzing with what feels like slight shifts, but nothing has really landed yet. And And so, yeah, I don't really have anything specific to report on that, but... <sighs> Yeah, it feels like that's a good sigh. Yeah, you enjoy being out and about with people. It always energizes you. I saw your Instagram post and it was like, Alice is on fire. She's she's just so excited. 
it was so like it was a totally different part of London and I got there and I could see there like which way do I need to walk to the venue and it was an area of London I don't really know that well and then I could see there was a route that went down the canal through Camden and I thought oh well I'll go that way it'll be fine I've got here in good time and the first part of it was like a little narrow canal path and I thought oh I'm on my I'm on my own what is this a good idea and then a couple of joggers went past and I thought oh it'll be busy enough and actually, it was really nice, but just walking down that path, just because it was like different space, being somewhere different. I was taking videos of things. I had an idea for a post. I was like, there was a building with signage on it, which gave me an idea. And I was just like, what? I don't do this often enough. Yeah. It doesn't have to be planned. It doesn't have to be a thing. It's just going out and getting somewhere. And I just come back going ping, 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 ping. Yeah. I haven't really got out and done anything and I've I've it, this is why we're going to have our main topic of overwhelm because um I just had so much to do do you ever get in that state where you've got so much to do that you're not getting any of it done mm-hmm. because it's like okay I don't know where to start so I'm just going around in circles at one point I realized I was walking around my kitchen in a circle mm-hmm. um, picking up things and putting them back down again not actually being able to decide what to do so um Actually, if I think about what I've done, um, yeah, not very much. But speaking of things having to settle, the interesting thing that happened was I had some changes coming in my membership. Um, Nothing major, but changes to the content that we create and the way we do it. And I was trying to make an announcement video for that. And it wasn't. I couldn't get it right. Every time I made the video and then went to edit it, I thought, no, this is not what I want to say. This is not right. And instead of my old self pushing through and making the video and putting it out and moving on, I thought, no, this isn't right because something's not right in what I'm saying because I'm not feeling right about it. And that I felt really good about that because I was, even though it made me more overwhelmed because I hadn't got my task done, Actually, I didn't do it. I didn't push it. I took another few days. I worked out what the problem was. And now I feel ready to do that today. And Mm. um, in a different way that feels a lot more positive and a lot lighter. So I felt like I did make progress. Sometimes we think when, sometimes we don't notice when we're making progress because sometimes progress is actually going backwards before Mm. you can go forwards again. So um, I did, I suppose, this week have a big, big learning about or a big remembering about just not push things, wait till they settle in, as you said, wait till you know exactly what you want to do and then do it. Um, But as of getting much done, the only arty thing I've done is I had a morning in the studio doing some real exploration and that was lovely, just messing about. It was actually working with charcoal and I made some discoveries, you know, just accidental things. And I can't wait to get back to that. So I'm hoping next week calms down a bit. Mm. I think it's interesting when something feels hard, that it's often it's often because you're pushing a bit in the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. And to do what you did, which is to note to is to honor that really. Yeah. Rather than just you push through it. Yeah. yeah, I'm thinking of a question yesterday morning. He was talking, apparently there's a book called Hills and Valleys. I don't want to, it's about, I haven't read it. Don't know who the author is. Can't remember why it was really featured. 
I just remember because I'm a visual person the diagram of that kind of you know peaks and troughs and hills and valleys and the point that he said in this was that when you are at the peak of something it's the decisions you make when you're at the peak where things have been going well if you start to make the wrong decisions at that point that's the beginning of slipping down into a trough Mm -hmm. and the decisions you make when you're in a trough and how you learn to turn that around is that's where the learning is because that can be the beginning of what causes the uptick again which I think I think we all recognize that peaks and troughs feeling in all sorts of ways and I think we also all realize you know creatively that often when you're in that low point that can also be quite exciting because that's the point where things can turn around and make a difference. But somebody asked a question about what if I've climbed the peak and it feels wrong? And he kind of says, yeah, you you know, you might have climbed the wrong mountain. Mm. And it doesn't mean to say that everything that you've learned on the way is not transferable or has not been helpful. But I think often when things feel really hard, it's because we're trying to climb the wrong. Yeah. Wrong and yet we, we tend to tell ourselves, no, this is my fault. Mm. I just need to try harder. I just need to do the thing better. I just need to push through. And actually the things, it, my experience in my art and in business is the things that are right are really easy. Yeah. Not, not easy that you don't have to work, but they flow so, naturally. Yeah. Yeah. You still have to work, but it's an easy work. It's mm. just, it feels good it and then it works and everybody responds well. And when it doesn't work, it's the same like with doing promotion for something. If people aren't buying what you're promoting and you push harder and harder and harder, it's because you're pushing the wrong thing. Or the, or the wrong way. And I think it can just, sometimes it can just be a little adjustment a little adjustment like you say it's not that you it's not that you that you don't need to make that video or that you don't need to explain what the changes are but that sensitivity to knowing when you're doing something in a way that feels off and has got friction behind it mm. to pause and give yourself the okay well there's something here that just needs a bit of time to figure out still I'm going to back away until I'm in the right frame of mind and, yes. and I think that's why, you know, if you can think about business and your art business or your creative business or your other business or your life, or your, it's all the same. Mm. It's all the same. It's so valuable doing all of it and also very tiring doing all of it sometimes, hence overwhelm. <laughs> Which is the perfect segue <laughs> into our main topic of overwhelm and I think we may have discussed this before and if we sure don't I'll, I'll put a link in the show notes because it might be interesting to listen to them both and see if we're just saying the same thing or who was overwhelmed last time me probably I certainly reckon maybe but you that the reason I suggested it this time as I mentioned in the beginning is you have seemed so much less overwhelmed and so much calmer to me this year mm. Um, than in the past not that you were always overwhelmed but you had times of seeming very overwhelmed and I've always throughout my life had this up and down of 
um, oh, everything's going great. I feel great. I feel great. I'm overwhelmed. Ah, I've mm-hmm. taken on too much. And then, and then I stamp my feet almost metaphorically, have a little crying fit, feel completely out of control. Then my brain somehow navigates around it. Then I start to find my way out of it again. And maybe it's just the way I'm going to be. Maybe that's it. I mean, I'm not young anymore. Maybe that is my way of working. But it's quite exhausting. And I mentioned to you that I mentioned it to a friend first who said, I think you're making too much of a meal out of everything. And I think this could be a lot easier than you think. And I went, you don't understand. You just don't understand. And then I talked to my coach and she said the same thing. And at the same time, somebody I work with messaged me and said, they all basically said in very nice ways, I think you could just step back and this is not as overwhelming as you think it is. But it felt overwhelming to you. That's the point. It did. But once I heard three perspectives saying the same thing, it really that really helps me because I can step back and say, okay, in the real world, not inside my head, mm-hmm. all these intelligent people are telling me that they don't see the same problem, which means I might be able to look at it a different way and they might have a point. And what they were all saying was very clearly true that you know, there were days when I used to work for people and I had to do what they told me. And if they overwhelmed me with things, that was, but these are my things. Some are personal. My mum's been ill, my dog's sick, blah, blah, blah. Some are uh, professional, but I'm in charge of almost all of them and what I do about them. So it really helped me. And I am feeling better now. But that feeling of overwhelm, I thought it'd be a good subject because I know lots of people experience it. And I also, like I say, noticed that you are much more on a, I would say, even keel mm-hmm. than the up and down that I'm having. Mm-hmm. And so I've... fix my problem, Alice. <laughs> I just think we need to back up a bit in terms of what overwhelm was, is... Mm. Because, I mean, you made a point there about what was going on in your head and the reality of it. But the point is that overwhelm, overwhelm is, to me anyway, it's an emotional reaction to a set of circumstances where you feel there is too much going on and therefore a gap between what is on your plate, what you have to do, what you have to handle, what you have to look after, and what you feel you're capable of doing. Mm -hmm. Is that how you would describe? That's how it feels to me. And so so it's not about the reality necessarily of how many things you have to do. And I think both of those things can fluctuate. The reality of what we have to do, what we have to manage, what we have to look after – how many tasks we have to do does it have to be done now are there extra things coming into the picture that we can't control Mm -hmm. always that's life and then there are some things that you can control and you do have a say over but but that how many things is on the real mental controlled by other people controlled by yourself to-do list and the how you feel about them, your capacity to manage them and how you feel about 
your capacity. That's where the overwhelm comes from. And I think the thing is that both of those things fluctuate. The things on mm. the to-do list fluctuate and yeah. the things that is your emotional capacity fluctuates. And actually overwhelm comes to me sometimes it's like the last flag that goes up where probably there have been quite a few flags waving beforehand going hello hello <laughs> and and, yeah. and 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 we we keep going until it becomes too much and so when it gets to the point where it feels too much I think I think there does need to be a little bit of time where we let ourselves be in that space of it's too much and this feels rubbish and now what because if you don't have that allowance for the this feels too much you're still not learning the lesson are you mm, that's true I have to have that little bit of cry cry time mm -hmm. like a baby kind of it's too much for one person but you make a really good point which is there's a there are different types of overwhelm. There's the type of overwhelm I used to feel when I worked for someone else and things were piled on me and I really had to do them. Mm. And I might have had personal things going on as well. And it's just too much. Like mm. I, I imagine working in a hospital at the moment feels like that. I'll be in a GP or, you know, it's just, that's reality. It's too much. There's too much work, not enough of me. And then there's the type I often experience, which is a little bit, I think, based, again, human design. I think it's a little bit in my human design. This, I, How can I put this into words? All the things that I have to do that I know for the year, if I know dates, they're all now in my head. They're mm. not, I'm not, I don't seem to have the ability to say, right, well, that's a September problem. So that can go on the back burner. It, even if I'm not actively working on it, it's piling on me. Yeah. And I'm always trying to get ahead of myself so I won't feel caught out at the last minute and overwhelmed. But the end result of that is that I overwhelm myself in the present. So that's why I was saying that having that outside perspective was helpful because it helped kind of diffuse the emotional overwhelm because I could see yes, you're right. That isn't, that doesn't need to be done now. Sometimes when I'm telling people, I can hear myself and I'm thinking, oh, yeah, this doesn't stand up when I say it out loud. When I say it out loud, it doesn't feel like it feels in my head. What, what the complaining, the, the, I'll be saying, but you don't understand because I've got to do it because so, for example, I was saying I must have this video out this Friday because I told people that we were going to have changes and I must tell them what they are. And um, my friend said, well, have did, they, did you give them a date for the announcement? No. <laughs> well, are they actually asking? And I said, they're all waiting. And he, he said, really? Are they all waiting or are they all living their lives? And could it wait a few days or that it's that kind of thing yeah. that when I feel it in my head, it just feels like, and I said, um, and I can't, and this and that, and I've got to do this and that. And, and my friend said, you could just ask for help <laughs> and we'd help. Um, so it was kind of, when people say that, I don't take it as an insult. Actually, it felt like this giant 
yes, calm down, take a breath, let go. And by the end of the day, I felt a lot better. And I, and once I stopped that emotional panic, I could see my way through it. I could almost yeah. feel that happening while I was complaining, actually. I could yeah. almost feel like, oh, yeah, yeah. Mm, yeah, I could do that. Mm -mm. Yeah, I think that's what I mean by it almost has to burn through. It's yeah. like if you if you haven't noticed the flags before then and you've got to the stage where it feels like that, you have to be in that space for a little bit and sort of, okay, whether you impose it on anybody, you've got friends good enough to impose it on or whatever. Um, but you've got to get it all out, haven't you? And, yeah. you know, it's the old brain dump thing. You know, sit down with a piece of, because I think that's where it comes from, is you've got too much in your head. You You, you haven't got any... Tac you feel like all your tactics for dealing with things are falling apart you don't even have time to sit down and think about it I guess it's like the old thing about I don't have time to meditate well that's when you should be doing an hour a day not 10 minutes a day <laughs> um you know I don't have time to be dealing with this now no you need to you need to sit down and grab three sheets of copier paper and write down every single thing that is in your mind that you feel you have to be dealing with and some of them you'll realize are silly stories some of them you'll realize can wait but I think it's that step of going from what's in your head to concrete and yeah you can do it in discussion with people and I think for some people that works really well I wonder if that comes down to what kind of learning style you have so mm. maybe if you're an auditory person speaking about it would help mm. I I'm visual so I when I see it written down I find it so much easier to go okay well <laughs> that now it's written down I can transfer that into a list that is I'll think about that in the summer or actually I don't need to think about that until two weeks time or actually this that is starting to feel like a huge project. This is what I do next is that I'll go through and I'll say, well, actually, how many of these things are important? Do they need to be done? How many of them? Because there's usually some things on there that are like tiny little things, mm. tiny, like a little splinter. And it's like a little brain splinter of something that feels like it's getting in the way. And actually, you can turn around the way you feel about it by doing maybe an easy thing first or realizing that what felt like a huge thing is actually something or the first part of it at least is quick and then then you're just kind of shifting things a bit yeah I, I, I don't think there's another shortcut than that though yeah no I think that's a great I, I always find that really helpful is just writing it all down and I actually only got halfway through writing it all down before I felt a lot better. There you go. Because I just could see, yeah, look, this is, like I say, a September thing, or at least a June or July thing. It's not a now thing. Mm -hmm. It's almost like I'm trying to get everything done now, mm -hmm. like, so I can relax. Like, you've if spoken I got about that done, before. But you've spoken I? about that yeah. before, about how when you have something to do, you like to get... Have on, to and, do it, And yeah. also... When we do the, when we do the editing of the podcast, you have it done and edited like the same day we record it. Like, I have it done by Sunday night. Yeah, I'm like doing it at the last. Yeah, 
And I mean, that used to make me it. panic. It doesn't anymore because I know you'll do it, but it used to make me panic like, uh, Alice, <laughs> what's yeah. going on? Like when we first started, but now I know, oh, it's just Alice, she'll get it done. And the show notes, I might go to bed and they're not written and then I'll wake up and then they magically are and it's all scheduled. But for me, it's a it's a physical weight on on top of my head that, yeah, if I just get this done, I'll be I'll feel so much better. Of course, you never do with that because it's the oh I've got that done so I could get that other thing done which isn't actually due till June. But if I got it done now, I could relax in June, except in June. So I think there'll be people listening who are like you and get overwhelmed by reality. <laughs> people like me who get overwhelmed because they have this trait of not being able to work through things in the order they're supposed to happen. Like you can go, this blows my mind. You can know the podcast is due and go out and have a nice day out and then come back. I I would have to get up early, get it done. And then I could go out and have my day out. Mm. But it makes it perhaps, perhaps, I don't think that makes it easier for you though, because you have had in the past, I don't know if you have now, but a lot of genuinely overwhelming situations, family things mm. on top of a busy career with deadlines and things you have to do. And that is more real overwhelm. Yeah. What I'm calling real, I mean, it's all real how it feels, but sometimes you can't put off any of it. No. And I think in those moments where there are things that you really can't put off any of it, um, I think you can still do the list thing and get mm. rid of the things that aren't important to be done now. Don't mm. don't add those to the pile. But I also think that's where you look at the other side of the balance a bit, which is your capacity, which also fluctuates. Mm. Good you know, depending on what you're doing it fluctuates according to your time of the month or you know certainly if you're a woman hormonally at whatever age you're at has a huge impact mm-hmm. and I don't think we're very good at track I think there is more awareness about that now particularly for younger women mm. uh, which has got a little bit better like when we were younger like we we you tracked your monthly cycle but only from the point of practically so you knew you had to have sanitary products on you at the right time Mm. nobody ever spoke to me and said there is a kind of hormonal energetic flow that goes through the month and this is why and this is how it impacts you I mean all it was was you get PMT and you're grumpy and you've nobody's nobody said this is when you'll feel expansive and energetic and Mm. this is when you need to slow down and go to bed early and take care of yourself yeah it's big yeah you know and on top of that if you're if you're a woman and you're dealing with you're in a work situation I think you're quite often more sensitive to emotions of other people in your workspace or emotions of other people in your family who you feel a sense of responsibility for Mm -hmm. and all of those things have a huge impact and that contributes too so what can you do about those because you're not going to get rid of them 
you can't, yeah. get, you can't, you can't get rid of any of that stuff. You can just be more aware of it and go, huh, okay, do you know what? I do have to try and eat a little bit more sensibly or give in to the fact that I'm eating rubbish and right now all I want to do is eat donuts and gnocchi and actually it won't last all month but this is fine for today and I'm going to let myself enjoy it and not feel bad about it and then I'm sure in a couple of days I'll feel differently Mm -hmm. or go to bed you know all of those kind of things yeah go to bed for me it's always going to bed (laughs) just stay in bed (laughs) you know on desert island discs when they're like what is your luxury bed nice bed clean sheets pillow fresh pajamas everything I have actually been working hard the last two weeks on eating better and exercising which Mm. I can't tell you what a difference it's made and Mm. everybody's listening going yeah of course and it's not like my diet was terrible because it wasn't but I my actual meals were okay but I ate too much sweet stuff and I've almost cut out sugar almost completely and um, made really healthy recipes. And I've got this like 10 minute workout routine because I can manage 10 minutes of hell. I can get through 10 minutes of hell. And I'm not tired in the afternoon. You know afternoon. who would catch you on that calling it 10 minutes of hell, don't you? You know, I'm just just going to say <laughs> 10 minutes of 10 minutes of something short that makes my day feel better. Yes. Well, I'm trying to reframe it because it does okay. make me feel better. It really does. But here's where it added to the overwhelm because I was like shit I promised myself 10 minutes exercise I haven't squeezed it in yet I'm supposed to do it first thing I haven't been able to and a half hour walk which I haven't been able to fit in because I haven't got time and then I'm making I bought these new cookbooks I went all in right I am finding some really good healthy recipes not just my usual bland healthy recipes So I actually, I could have answered your supper question this time because I found a delicious recipe, but they always say 15 minutes prep time, 30 minutes to cook. Bollocks. At least 30 minutes prep time. And it it just, it's way longer than they say. And I'm flying around the kitchen and I don't get to eat till nine o'clock because it's taken so long to make this thing. Um. And I've got to get better at that because in the initial first few days, that was adding to the overwhelm. It's like, and I've got to find time for that. And that that means I can't edit that thing that I was going to do because I'm making this meal. But I know that's solvable. That's solvable with better planning, with making more portions and freezing them and all of these things. That's solvable over time. And it's worth it for the difference in the way I feel. The only way I can describe it is my head feels clearer. Mm. Like, and I think that's the lack of sugar, to be honest, more Mm. than more than the other stuff. Mm. My head just feels I just feel a lot more alert and I don't feel sleepy in the afternoon and I have more energy. So that that's thing about important. it taking that taking longer and contributing isn't that always the case when you're doing something that's new because exactly it feels, you know it feels like a bigger hurdle and also it is it's a new recipe like when you're cooking something you know do you get out a recipe book no no you just get on with it you open the fridge you know what you need you modify it you adapt it you use what yeah. you've got miss out things that you don't have them and it's generally fine yeah 
Whereas when you're trying to do a new recipe, you're like, hang on a minute, where was that thing again? What yeah, exactly. Yeah. Check this, and it is slower. And but I'm not you... a good enough cook to improvise on a new recipe. I'm not. A, I have to like be trying yeah. to follow it. And if they say this recipe tastes absolutely delicious, I don't want to miss out the one thing. Yeah, is the thing that's going to make it delicious anyway. I, I do think that is important. Uh, the only reason I brought that up was when you said looking after yourself better. Yeah. If you're overwhelmed, it's often because we're not taking care of ourselves and we go down a slippery slope that, well, I'm too overwhelmed to deal with that side of it. But actually I made a commitment to myself. No, the other things will have to go. This will have to come first because it's making me feel so much better. And in the long run, that's going to be a good thing. And yes, like you say, I'll get better at it. I'll get more organized. I'll find easier recipes or I'll be more organized in my planning. Um, But even if I don't get my 10 minutes in till five o'clock, because that's when I had time, that's fine. I still did yeah. it. Yeah. So I think there's looking after yourself. There's making the list and, and, being realistic with yourself about what you're capable of. But also I was wondering, is there anything can, that can be done on the front end? Mm, I think like, so. Before we get, like, I, I know my problem is ambition larger than my time. Mm -hmm. I don't mean ambition as for success. I just mean, I think, oh, I can do a lot more than I can. Mm. I had a list. This is my, in my planner, I've got, a list of priorities for this week so far and and we're recording this on Friday morning not one of them has happened <laughs> so so now I've got till Sunday to get at least one of them done yeah I think that's perpetual and actually I've sort of give I've given up this is what I've done I've given up worrying about that like so often I'll put something down and I'm gradually getting better at allocating the right amount of time for it because I chronically underestimate how long things take still mm -hmm. still think that'll be a one hour job four hours later yeah so often what happens by Thursday you get to say, well I've started that but I haven't finished yet started that and discovered that I need to do this that happens and then it feels fantastic when eventually you get to the end of it or it drifts on into the next week. And if it doesn't matter, yeah. so what? And that's that's what I mean about the front end, because for me, I had uh, made a plan in my head that mid-April, I was going to release some paintings. So I ordered some frames. I got them all, the sides all sanded down. And the next thing is putting the finishes on them, sealing them and then putting varnish or whatever I'm going to put on them. And I haven't done it. And that was one of the questions that, that everyone was asking me, the people I was moaning to. Is, why does it have to be mid-April? Why does it have to be mid-April? Well, because I said it was going to be. Did you tell anybody? No, just myself. That's an added unnecessary pressure. So I think I tend to pile too much on when, I, if I, I, I almost feel like if I didn't pile that, date on myself I'd probably get it done by mid-April without feeling so much overwhelm if I hadn't mm -hmm. given myself a deadline that's probably when it's going to get done by anyway but the deadline makes the pressure feel worse but we're talking about all my things are self-imposed because I don't 
have I, I've not got anything planned that has an actual deadline what about when people have committed to something so maybe a big exhibition and you're painting 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 but then personal things come in parent gets ill you have to go help or whatever honestly I think that comes down to the capacity thing and I think what happens in those kind of moments and I think you you're if if it's all the time that's when you're in danger of it getting really bad and hitting kind of burnout. But I also know for me, I work really well to deadlines. Like give me a day where I've really got a hard deadline at the end of it and a to-do list that's as long as my arm. Pow, 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 pow. Mm -hmm. Capacity, totally different capacity. And sometimes it doesn't even feel overwhelming. It feels great. You kind of think you couldn't imagine if every day was like that. Well, actually, if every day was like that, that would feel exhausting. But I think sometimes when you do have real deadlines, you know, so you have a mix of and you have, you know, you've got a bit of adrenaline going and yeah, you've got, you know, a bit of stress. You've got you don't want to live like that all the time, Mm. but it exists for a reason it helps you get things done. And I think w- what I've got better at doing is going, where am I in this pattern? Is this serving me? Can I function like this for the moment? And then what afterwards? So knowing that you might have a need to build in some space for a crashing down time, like I think in the event planner, in the membership, you know, I've got people like two days afterwards, don't, if you can give yourself a break, book a massage, don't do anything in those days because you will have been running you know, on high energy. And I think just knowing all of those things and knowing when they come up. So the last six months, I'm not brilliant at it, but I've been doing more stuff on, you know, when your nervous system gets knocked out of alignment and noticing that on the smaller scale or even starting the day, you talk about like getting up ahead of it, like how you can preempt it. Again, the meditation thing, don't do it all the time probably should but better at building those kind of things into my day preemptively so I don't get to that stage as often because it's not never of course it's Mm. not never Mm. get overwhelmed I lose my complete sense of like reality (laughs) remember when I was going to meditate every day for an hour that was brilliant yeah that didn't last very (laughs) again you see but this is the thing you go for things big yeah and then it's too much Mm. I just had a revelation while you were talking though I think you just changed my world because you said when you have a to-do list and a clear list of lots to do you're very productive that's the same for me I had a day a few weeks ago where it was just admin and and content creation but it was all on a list And I sat at my desk all day and I felt amazing at the end because every single thing was crossed off and all done well. And I'm thinking the problem with these things that overwhelm me is they're too amorphous. Mm. They're not broken down into steps. Tiny steps. Tiny Tiny steps. Tiny steps. And then the tiny steps can go on the list. Now, this is going to require me to really think through how I plan this, but... If I had a list at the beginning of the day that said, and I know I'd not stick to it. What does your list say? Does your list say edit video? 
Okay, not all. Of the, so, but let's do an example. Yeah, no, it, is it something vague like edit video? No, you see, my list for today. Not all of it. Just give us one. No, I'm not going to give you the list because it isn't like that. What I'm saying is, I've got my priorities for the week, which are yeah. vague and top line. And then my list for today got overwhelmed by one, two, three, four, five ideas I had for future things for my membership. They need to live in a different space. That's not. I know, but I was busy cooking my complicated recipe, and this is the only thing I did. <laughs> I kept going, oh, oh, idea, oh. Um, and sometimes when I look back on those ideas also, they're absolutely crap the next day. They just seemed amazing at the time I had mm. them. But that's my problem right there. It's not broken out into steps. And when it's broken out into steps that I can see them written down and they are tasks to be checked off, I think I'm a lot better. And if I could break out my year, and it wouldn't stay the way I've broken out, but if I could break out, right, that thing that's not due till September, I'm going to tackle that in July because I need to be ahead. But I'm going to tackle it in July and I can see it written down in July. So therefore it's now over there and I don't have to think about it. Do you know what I think? You, I think you need a holding zone. And I know that you're not, I know you're What's not, a holding a, zone? I'll tell you. Okay. <laughs> I know you're not a techie person. So I'm using Todoist more for these because it does give you the a you can set recurring tasks for monthly things so I don't I don't have to think oh what do I have to do at the end of every month mm -hmm. you know they're there with tiny steps so I don't just have like do monthly accounts I have each tiny part of what has to be done so that each so when I'm feeling like oh I really don't want to have to do that I know that that first part of it only takes me 20 minutes Mm -hmm. because last time I did it and this was a breakthrough for me all of those things that we dread doing and we put off doing because we think they're going to be big break them down into little steps and when you start to do it notice how long it actually takes you and if it's bigger than a half hour task what is on your list is too big it's too big a chunk so you want to make those steps so small that you can almost actually do them in 20 minutes or half an hour but but if it if it's something that's quite big like make a new lesson for the whatever or even say it's write my newsletter list no that's it's too big and it's too vague and you might not get it all done in one go first part of it is go through phone and choose three images to include mm -hmm. write down you know three ideas that I want to include in this email and, and mm. each of those tiny little things then starts to feel starts to feel better. So actually keeping a note of how long things took me, particularly when they were things that I was procrastinating over big time. That was and I don't do it for everything because I don't need to do it for everything. But things that I feel yeah. get that bleh, overwhelmed feeling over. I do that because I actually think, do you know what? That feels not great. And I still am not going to enjoy doing that, but it has to be done. And actually, do you know what? It's going to take me 20 minutes. And after that, I'll go downstairs and watch 10 minutes of million dollar listing LA, and then I'll feel better <laughs> or whatever. Do you get much for a million dollars in LA? Probably you not don't get much for a million dollars. <laughs> you need quite a big budget in LA. <laughs>
It's um, no, I really like good. that idea. What's the app called or the thing called again? To do okay, it's called Todoist, and the reason that I like it is it works really well on your phone. I think it's quite hard to find an app that works well on your phone and the desktop version. Mm -hmm. And if you want to, you can put things into like project folders, and you can set dates for things or not. So you you could have a place for all your ideas, and then just review them occasionally and just bring them in so that's what I mean by a holding zone and I know yeah. that you do that in your book you just need to have yeah. a page where you do it all into your book yeah it's not the same thing as your list of what you actually need but to say the, the 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 strength of technology like that because I know what you in Trello I have my monthly accounts thing I have to do and what I did is make a checklist of every invoice I have to find that I know comes every month it, that makes it so much easier to quickly find them all and put them in the folder. So I, I can see, for example, with varnishing the paintings, part of the reason I'm probably procrastinating is because then I know that also means uploading the images, making the web pages, da, 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 da. Or it feels overwhelming. But I can see how in a program like that, if you list out all the tasks, it's going to be the same roughly every time you finish a series of paintings. It's always going to be the same things. And you've got something to check off, which is satisfying. And you can look back at it next time and say, okay, well, I've got my plan. I know what I have to do. So I get that. Mm. I'm going to have like, a I used to absolutely hate doing the, the image editing part. And I've got a little kind of chart that is, you know, image of painting. <laughs> and and it's, got, it's got a tick list for every single image of every stage of this. Because it's like, find an image, rename the image save the original, save a low-res version, save an in-situ version, add it to the product, add it to the, you know, every single part of it, I get a place to give myself a tick because <laughs> that makes me happy. I and I don't have to think about the though. steps. I don't yeah. have to think about the steps. Yeah. And sometimes I don't even have to do that because I just need the image, but maybe the painting's already sold. And then I get to put a big X in the box and I can skip that. And I feel like I've cheated and advance hopped myself on a task I don't even have to do yeah it's yeah. tricking your brain it's all tricking your brain no I really like this idea I like I, I realized that's part of my problem they're all too big they're all in my head at the same time and they're all undefined mm. so they feel harder than they are mm. so I'm gonna and also take the lovely Joe's idea don't have it as a to-do list have it as a can-do list if it's ever too big, just do the, okay, what is one thing I can do before lunch? One or three yeah. things that I know I can. And if you get them done and then you can pull, if you've got more time to do more in, great. But actually, if you've only got one thing you have to do today, what what is that really? And if you yeah. don't actually, if you really don't have time for it, you know, you, you know, sometimes this other thing of overwhelm is, we do, you and me particularly, we do give ourselves too much. Like I spent all day Wednesday talking with Joe about, yeah, simplifying, refining. Then we went to this event on Thursday by 10 in the evening. I said to you beforehand, I'm like, we can do an event. It could look like this. Let's mm -hmm. do it in September. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, we've got too much it's not ambition because that's like sounds like you're trying to climb some ladder it's more like excitement for what's possible and things you can do 
and yeah, so many ideas. Good. That's the difference. That feels good. It but feels what... good at the idea stage. Yeah. At the doing stage. Yeah. Then it turns into overwhelm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the idea stage is brilliant because at that stage, it's all just in, you can picture it being perfect. It'll be easy. Fabulous. I'm going to do this. <laughs> So that's the disconnect. And also, that's the thing is that you don't want to stop doing that, do you? You don't want to talk no. yourself out of those ideas. Maybe it's, it's just a question of. I think for me, I've learned if you say what's changed. I've learned to sit on my hands a little bit more at that exciting idea stage. Mm. I was going to say, you're how long at, does this yeah. stay exciting for? And if it stays exciting to the point of doing something about it, then that feels good. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I think that's where you've got bet much better at discerning what's important to you and also sometimes letting go of something that might be really cool. Mm. Just saying, no, I can't do that. Yeah, and when something feels like overwhelming, like this has from time to time, it's like, okay, well, which which bits about it are overwhelming and how could we change it or do something differently? Yeah. And not getting in that state where you're just like, okay, the whole thing has to stop, end of. <laughs> well, I think we all do that. Yeah. It's yeah. a bit like a toddler, isn't it, really? Oh, I was like that. Though. I just can't do, I can't do any of this anymore. And I just want to quickly say, whenever we have these episodes where we're honest about things, people get worried about us and I'll get people in my membership saying, oh, please, please slow down. Don't burn yourself out. And I promise I'm not. I, I just think this is the up and down and yeah. it's about learning to manage. We've both only been running our own businesses busy businesses for a few years you do a lot of learning mm -hmm. we've been Huge doing enough. it for our whole lives so there's a lot to learn about how to manage it better and manage yourself better and we're just hoping that by sharing we help you if you felt like this but we don't want you to feel sorry for us when we <laughs> when we vent about things I think it's really important um you know, to be honest about when things are difficult or not easy and not give a false picture of, like, I hate that stuff. It's, oh, you can only do this and it's only 10 minutes a day. And as you say, bollocks, it's never only 10 minutes a day. Mm -hmm. Everything takes longer than that. And all the 10 minutes is add up. Yeah, you know, so inevitably, yeah, it is. There are going to be times that you just think, "Oh my gosh, there's too much. Let something go." But I mean, what else can you do? You've got to be honest with yourself. Nobody else is going to do that for you. I don't mm -hmm. have time to do X, Y, Z writing, but I just spent half an hour watching YouTube short YouTube shorts while I had a coffee break. Whatever. Mm -hmm. I can be honest about that to myself, or I can pretend I'm too busy. And the other important point about being honest with yourself is if you've made a choice, let's say you're a um, working mom and you've got young kids and you've made a choice that you want to be around for them at certain mm -hmm. times of the day, you've got to be honest with yourself that that will mean you can't do as much as someone mm -hmm. who doesn't have that and that it's okay and that you've got to let go of the idea then that you can 
make the same progress as someone who isn't doing that because what we tend to do is make that choice and then beat ourselves up for the things we're not doing as well Mm. but you made a choice you decided that was what you wanted and we can't unfortunately have everything do you feel less overwhelmed Mm, I feel much better this morning feel like a new person feel much better and I like this idea I really like this idea of breaking things down and giving myself lists it's just finding the time to do it Alice what am I going to find the time to do the list okay so I tell you what I'm going to do today what is one of my top so I've got three things that I have to do today mm-hmm. one of which is work out a writing schedule because I haven't been doing it mm-hmm. being honest with my it's all very well I want to do this Okay, well, it's not going to happen on its own, is it? And you're very good at that. You see, you you were very good. I asked you, how did you do it? You said, mm. I got up and I just did it. I know that that's not going to work for me. What is going to work for me is something where I can give myself a tick every day. So mm. my my list is going to be, all the dates are going to be filled in down the left-hand side. They're fixed. I can't change anything about it. But what I'm going to do at the beginning of the week is work out or even maybe just that day, but I think I'll need something ahead to jump to. On that day, where is the time that I can do something? How much time am I going to give myself to do it and be really specific? Like Mm -hmm. I'm going to do, that's a busy day. I only have 15 minutes that I'll do in the morning or 15 minutes that will have to happen in the evening or that day I can give myself an hour. And then I'm going to have a box where I write in what I think I would like to do in that time so that I don't have to, when I sit down to do it, I don't have to think what I'm going to do. Yeah. I just get on with it. Even if that is just sit down and do blind writing for half an hour and see where that takes you. And then I'm going to give myself a tick box. Did you do it? Tick box is very important. Yeah. The only reason, by the way, that I got up early every day to write that book was there was a deadline from somebody else, which was the publisher. And it was a lot shorter than it should have been. I don't think I would have been so disciplined without it. So I think that's the way you're doing it is a good idea. Mm. It's just that they had a deadline to get to a printer in order for it to come out in October, which meant you have like three months and you've got to get this many words written. Otherwise, yeah, I don't think I would have. Yeah, I'm still still exploring so it's different isn't it but anyway that that's what I've kind of felt gives me a bit of a of of a structure but also gives a little bit of flexibility which I hope will work so you can call me on that next week (laughs) accountability check-in for Alice on the podcast you should only do it if you like it though if if this is this is the thing like the desire for it is quite strong Mm-hmm. only when I think about it in a particular way if it's you have to sit down and write a book for an hour every day that's not good mm-hmm. if it's you have to sit down and gather ideas and collate and see what this is going to evolve and grow into that feels really exciting so that's yeah. it's just that's the adjustment of pushing yeah. towards it which changes it from feeling like a monumentally overwhelming project into something that I actually think like oh good I get to do that today yeah 
That's it for us this week. We've really enjoyed talking about this and we hope it's been helpful to you if you also experience these feelings. We would love it if you would come on over and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We don't ask for this very often, but we probably should ask more because it really does help us. And leave us a five-star review. If you don't like us, don't leave us a review. It's okay. We don't mind. I was going to say, we're quite, we're quite happy to say... This podcast is called Art Juice. They don't often actually talk about art. <laughs> but still give us five stars. That's, That's the key thing. <laughs> we'll see you next week, everybody. Bye-bye. All right, have a good week. Bye. Oh, we were going to record a new intro next yeah. time. <laughs> Will we ever do this damn <laughs> intro? There's a lovely, at the end of Glennon Doyle's podcast, which is just amazing, at the end she says, please leave us, they have a really lovely intro and outro that works. And she says, please leave us a five-star review. And if you didn't like the podcast, that's okay. It doesn't matter. And it's just really nicely said, like, it it doesn't say off, but it basically says off, don't write anything. If you didn't like it, it's all right, go away. Is it called We Can Do Hard Things? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Who is I she? I love that podcast. She wrote, she is a writer. She wrote a book. Untamed. Untamed. First, she wrote a book. She's funny because she's written all these books and then her life goes. She wrote a book called Love Warriors that made her famous, which was about. Oh,